Welcome to Thrive at Work, a podcast which offers insights and latest employment trends to help employers attract, retain and develop great people with me, Polly Rathbone-Ward. With special guests, we're going to be discussing the many and varied aspects of HR, from practical topics to overarching cultural themes. We'll be looking beyond traditional styles of management to bring new and people-centred ideas to forward-thinking organisations that want to shape a new future where people can thrive at work. Hello and welcome to this next episode of Thrive at Work. Today we are discussing the impact that businesses can have on the environment and how businesses can reduce their carbon footprint. I'm delighted to be joined today by Ian McQuone, founder of Go Climate Positive, which helps businesses truly understand the climate impact they have and helps them to reduce it, creating less waste, reducing energy use, lowering bills and lowering their carbon footprint. So Ian, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Polly. It's really nice to be invited. Um, great. So. Um, What's brought you to setting up this business? What, what, uh, what's the background behind this? And um, what's brought you to be doing what you do today? So um, well, I worked for many years in a corporate environment um, mm-hmm. in kind of product development, loosely in marketing. Um, and uh, the last company I was working with got quite interested in the environment and asked me to uh, look into it. And, and to support it. And the more I found out about it, the more I realized that business is making as a big contribution to the impact we're having on the environment. And mm-hmm. that actually we need to make some changes about the way in which we use our resources and the way in which we treat the planet. Um, not for very, very sound um, practical reasons. If we carry on doing the way we're going, then actually it's going to become um, much more difficult and much more expensive to continue to um, have this kind of, you know, uh, lifestyle that we've all become accustomed to. And um, mm. so, you know, I, for very kind of practical reasons, I, I wouldn't say I, historically I've, I've ever called myself an eco-warrior particularly, but when you look into the facts and figures, you realise that actually for very practical reasons, we need to change tack. And so um, around three years ago, um, I looked at um, setting up my own business and um, really wanted to do something that would help businesses practically make that change. Um, you know, what can we do to help businesses really get under the skin and understand their carbon footprint, um, work out what they can do to reduce it and therefore reduce the impact that they're having on climate change. Um, and actually do that in a way which um, drives some change. So um, that's that's what it's all about. And um, when I started looking at it, I realized that actually there was a big, um, uh, a big hole, if you like, in the, what the offers that were out there um, available mm. specifically for the smaller business. So a lot of consultants out there pitching a, at um, uh, big corporates because obviously they've got mm. a big contribution to make. Um, but there's a really interesting survey done by the British Business Bank that was published last year showing that actually SMEs account for half the emissions associated with businesses. Oh, wow. 
Okay, so it's like everybody thinks it's a big business problem, but actually, um, you know, each and each individual small business obviously has a small contribution, but add them all up, and it's big. So mm-hmm. there's a real need um, for smaller businesses to to be able to do this. Um, I've when I've spoken to business leaders, I've I've found that actually there's a real, um, you know, d- demand and a, and, a, and a keenness to do it, and they just don't typically know where to start so that was that was our raison d'etre to say well let's make it as easy as possible for those smaller and medium-sized businesses to to make a start and get on this journey it's really interesting to hear that there's an appetite for it and that the response has been positive from businesses because i think small businesses have got so much to consider right now they've got such a lot on their plate so it's really interesting to hear you say that yeah i was a little bit surprised i must confess i expected to get more pushback but I very rarely had so. Um, not everybody's mm. ready to do it right now. Um, but almost everyone I've spoken to said, yeah, we are going to have to do that at some point, aren't we? And, and some of them, you know, do say, actually, now, now is the time. I think when they realise that actually there's somebody out there who's there to help, that can make a big difference. One of the biggest barriers is just the feeling that you haven't got a clue what to do and don't know where to start. I think yeah, one, one's a practical way of going about things most people recognize hey, okay this is something we ought to make our contribution to so your method seems quite practical from what you've said um what services do you actually offer to clients so it's really i would call it a holistic carbon management service so the first thing is to actually measure your emissions and understand what they are so understand what your company is which 99 percent of businesses have never done Hmm. So that's the starting point. Just like if you want to know, how, you know whether you've made a profit or not, you have to do your accounts. Um, <laughs> if you want to know your carbon footprint, you have to do the measurement bit. So that's the starting point. Um, and we've now got um, a fairly kind of slick and easy method to do that, which just takes us through it step by step because it can very you can very easily get lost in the weeds. Um, oh. And it's about understanding which, which bits matter, which are the bits that really contribute. And how do we make a good um, measurement or estimate of those if we can't measure it? Um, then we help you to set a target to aim for. Because like any good business planning process, once you know where you are, you need to know where you're going. So we help. Mm. So the key there is to set a target which actually is ambitious enough to make a difference, but but within reach. So you actually feel, yes, we can, we can stand the chance of achieving that. Um, and then we'll help develop an action plan. And those action plans are really entirely dependent on what the, you know, the, the, the measurement tells us. Um, if I go back to that um, British Business Bank report, what was really interesting is that they found that something like 95% of small businesses have actually done something to try and reduce their footprint. Problem is that 75% of them haven't got any kind of a plan. So they've done something, but don't really know whether the something they've done is significant because it might <laughs> be addressing something which is a, you know 50% of their emissions, or it might be insignificant because it's addressing something which is 1%. So mm. um, there's a, that tells me there's an appetite out there for doing stuff. But what we're, we're trying to do is to make sure that when you do stuff, it's, it matters and it's, and it's significant. So we help you. Because as you say, small businesses don't have a lot of time on their hands. 
So they want mm. to be doing stuff that's, that's most important. So we help pull together an action plan to do that. And then, you know, we, we kind of, um, the next stage is to be able to share what you're doing in a simple way that your customers and your potential employees and so on, everybody understands. Um, and the way we've chosen to do that is by creating a certification program. So um, if, if you can see <laughs> on the screen, I don't know where people listening won't be able to, but we have a, yeah. essentially a certification badge here, um, mm -hmm. which is in a number of different levels. And, and um, once you've achieved that, you can put that on your website, put that in your, on your email footers and so on. And it's a quick shorthand way of showing that you're taking the climate action seriously. So, um, and then finally, we, you know, support businesses to achieve those action plans through the year. So it really is, you know, in one go, everything you need to tackle your carbon footprint. Amazing. And how long does it typically take to go through the action plan then, if there is such a thing as an average? <laughs> well, to get from the point of starting to having an action plan mm. generally takes uh, around 12 to 14 weeks. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's really important to build momentum. You don't want it taking forever. Mm. Um, so, you know, it takes a little while to get all the data together, but that's, that's roughly how long it takes. In terms of then actioning that one thing to re re realize that we've all got to get in our heads is that tackling climate change is a long-term plan it's not something you can do in six months tick it off and say i've done it it's really more of a per really more of a permanent change in behavior that we need and a change in mindset that says we need to be continually looking for ways to make these reductions so once you're on the journey it's actually more about you know it is, for me, it's more important to, to figure out, you know, how you can do, say, 5% reductions year on year than mm. it is to make one big gesture and then forget about it. Um, if we all make those 5% reductions year on year, then actually we'll achieve net zero by 2050, which is what we need to achieve. Mm. So, um, it's, it's, think of it as more of a journey and a mindset change and a change in behaviour than an action that's done once, ticked off. And, and Absolutely, yeah. And could it be about building habits as well into your processes and the way you do things as an organisation? I think that's really, really important. Um, you know, uh, it almost, you know, it, people often talk about, well, why do you do this and, and the importance of purpose? And that's really, really important. But I think there's plenty of evidence to show that actually what really drives behaviour is just getting in the habit of doing so. <laughs> and it almost... Yeah. To some extent, it's great to do things for the right reasons, but it almost doesn't matter as long as you do the right things. So, mm. yeah, so building those habits, building those, you know, carbon in, uh, building the carbon factor into your decision-making process is what will really make the difference because every time you make a business decision, you think, ah, hold on. And again, if you can help your employees to have a feel for what impact their decisions will make, on your carbon footprint then again it it can become a part of their behavior their habits their everyday decision making and then all these little decisions that they make every day will all add up mm, absolutely brilliant thank you and in an organization where does this typically sit the responsibility for this so is it driven by the ceo or the management team or where where who usually has responsibility for this it varies 
and I think it tends to vary depending on how big the organization is so mm-hmm. uh, on the on the smaller side ten, most of the smaller businesses we work with tend to be owner managed mm. so you know the owner is also running the business and they're and they're generally the driving force behind most things so mm, yeah. small businesses, it tends <laughs> to be that and as we get a little bit bigger and you get more specialization of function um then it it it, it often comes uh, to something else but we found it, it can vary quite widely so sometimes um uh, it's somebody on the operations side they might be responsible for buildings and energy and they've come mm-hmm. to carbon through that route because energy use is obviously a big contributor to carbon footprint um if they're already doing some kind of health and safety compliance perhaps it might be the health and safety person that's kind of well this is we'll, we'll add on e and, and e and make it hse and 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 look at environment there i think that's often the case particularly where um that business needs to comply with certain environmental standards from a commercial point of view so there's a compliance mm-hmm. element as well as a desire uh, mm-hmm. to, to do good um sometimes we we even get it from the commercial side so we'll get marketing or sales people coming to us saying look we need to do this because our customers are demanding it um, oh, really? so yeah so it, it's um i'm not sure there's a pattern there <laughs> there to be honest it, it it i think it's who spots the need and who's got the passion to then drive that demand. and that can be anybody in the organization to be honest okay great thank you and so you were talking earlier about that you help then um a business to then communicate with their communications and promoting what they've done in terms of this area um, what sort of feedback do you have? Or do you, do you know of any results that um, businesses have had as a result of doing that? Yeah, well, the first thing to say about communication is in this whole area, it's really rife with, um, uh, with, with, with potholes, I guess, on the web, because everybody's starting to get used to this term greenwashing. And unfortunately, oh, right. you know, some businesses are guilty of either fabricating what they've done, making it up, or more often exaggerating what they've done and claiming it's more important than it is, which is a real shame because then the good work that they've done gets entirely lost because they've exaggerated it and and then all of a sudden it's like, well, they're, you know, they're just green. When actually, if they'd been more honest, then they would have got plenty of kudos for having done something, but just been clearer about what they do. So communicating clearly what you've done and what you've not done is really important um so we do help that as well as the actual brand we create a web page for all of our clients that we host that publishes exactly what they've done and, um, and what they're planning to do and what their footprint is so we're being very trying to be open and transparent mm. about that side of things um in terms of um commercially i think i think our clients tend to fall into one of two brackets. They're either doing it because they feel it's the right thing to do. And for them, their motivation is internally and it's making them feel better about mm. the impact of their business. And then we're increasingly getting some businesses who come into us saying, actually, our customers are demanding that we do this. And if we don't, then we risk losing out on contracts and risk losing out on business. So for them, there's, there's a very clear 
um, there's a very clear need and a very clear kind of commercial driver. Um, okay, so those those businesses that are saying um, in order to do a piece of work, they need to be doing this because their customers are demanding it. Is that because uh, those customers have decided that they're only going to work with certain people that have certain values or where does that come from? So I think um, it ultimately comes from that driver. There's mm. the, 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 yes, so it, it, they tend to have that, that, that um, commitment that they want to work with businesses who are operating environmentally uh, in a sound way. But increasingly, mm. it's coming from the whole um, economic shift towards net zero emissions. So the, the country is one of, the UK is one of the few countries in the world that's legally committed to achieve net zero emissions. They've been putting demands through to the big organisations. So um, to also make the same kind of commitment. And then they can't achieve, you know, the big corporates can't achieve net zero unless all of their suppliers achieve it too. So that's now starting to feed down through as well. So, and this is this has really been a big change in the last 12 to 18 months, mm. I'd say, where the government, through its own procurement, because obviously the government have a lot of small businesses that suppliers, are starting to say, and if you know if their procurement is of a certain value then their suppliers need to have a carbon reduction plan in place and i've started to see some of the big corporates like um like tesco for instance have asked all of their suppliers to supply their carbon footprint and commit to achieving um reductions as well so and i, and I think we're going to start to see more and more of that so there's, there's that kind of general shift of the economy towards becoming a zero carbon economy which is going to increasingly drive the need to do this it's really positive to hear isn't it it's really good news yeah, yeah. brilliant yeah. okay so the current uh, recruitment climate is really challenging for employers to recruit uh, people and actually retain them as well um, because I think there's been a bit of a, a change of focus coming out of the last couple of years. What impact are you seeing on businesses' ability to um, recruit and retain people as a result of, of the work that you're doing with them? Yeah, so like you say, I know that um, it's really hard to recruit people, it's really hard to retain people. And I think especially people in that millennial generation that are now kind of the heart of the workforce and the heart of the of managers and leadership and that kind of area. And it, and um, you know that's a generation that grew up expecting and wanting to make the world a better place, and being told yeah. that, you know, it's almost everyone's right to make the world a better place. And so there's there's almost an expectation that the organisations they work with will be trying to do their bit in some way, whether that's for the climate, whether that's socially for people, charity, or whatever. There's there's uh, I think an increasing expectation there, and. Um, and I think you know this, the consumer survey, so that bit, consumers just expect businesses to be doing this now. It's you know it's, it's it's almost becoming a part of what being a good, I hesitate to say corporate citizen because that makes it sound like it's only bigger businesses, but a good mm. business citizen should be doing um, mm. what what they can. So um, yeah, so I think it's being involved in a program like this. <clears throat> firstly, it it shows that. You're taking it seriously 
and you're taking it seriously enough to have a, you know a third party come in and certify you and show that you're doing something and you and that you're you know uh, following the best practice and so on to do it but i think it also gives an opportunity to um get all of the employees involved so i think you know it's a great um motivator i think to give people the opportunity to get involved in action that will reduce impact on climate change and there are many ways in which employees can do that so i think the the business is doing this most successfully thinking beyond just having a number and a certificate and thinking about how yeah. do we make it more of an engagement process um and anytime your employees engage more in what you're doing as an organization and and engage more with your purpose the more they're going to feel loyalty and the more they're going to be inclined to stick with you mm. yeah absolutely i agree and i think as well people are interested in being part of something that's doing something for the greater good as well i think that's kind of a, a need and an expectation almost for employees now coming into workplaces yeah yeah but the tricky thing is to know what to do and, and yeah so yeah. that's where getting involved in some yeah. kind of organized program yeah. like this can help so if there are employers out there thinking, gosh, I need to do something about this, what sort of three practical tips would you suggest to just get started or get thinking about it? Um, well, obviously, my, my, my <laughs> first suggestion would be, if you can commit to starting to measure your footprint, then that's you know, the, the best place to start, because then you'll be able to get a, you know, a better understanding of where your emissions are and know that what you're doing is going to have to be of greatest impact. But there is a time commitment and, and to a certain extent, a monetary commitment to that. So I appreciate that everyone's ready to do that. Um, if you're not ready to do that, then I think um, I would say, get um, the, the employees, all the people in the organization who are passionate and who care about this, get them together and give them the opportunity to do something. And, you know, make it, um, no, no, you know, is supported right from the top that, you know, you get a green committee going or whatever you want to call it, but give them the, the space and the opportunity and the time to, um, to get involved and make that commitment and look for the opportunities that there are to mm. save energy, save waste, anything that you do that either saves energy or saves waste is going to be having a positive impact on your carbon footprint. And there's a good chance it might save you some money too, because waste in what in whatever uh capacity costs money doesn't it so you know that, that's probably my second top tip um and then the third one would be for most smaller organizations the one of the biggest contributors is travel in various in whatever way whether that's people traveling or whether that's goods and materials and products traveling so if you can just think about how what are all the ways in which people the times in which people or things are traveling in your business and how can you either first of all eliminate the need for that travel so for instance for every meeting do you always need to get people together physically or can you do some meetings remotely and you know obviously one of the big changes over the last two years is everyone's got used to doing that much more yeah. um if the journey has to take place can it be shorter um if it, it, or can you go on a lower carbon uh, method of transport? So instead of 
immediately just saying, well, I've got to meet somebody in London. Let's hop in the car and we'll drive there. Could you go um, on the train or on the coach? Um, both of which will have much, 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 much lower um, carbon footprint than, than driving there. So, um, and it's, I guess, so thinking about how you can, you know, eliminate journeys or reduce the impact of the journeys will have a big impact too. And again, it's probably going to save you money because the cost of fuel, especially at the moment, is horrific, isn't it? Mm. Um, so anything you do to re reduce that will will actually save you some money as well as reducing your cost. So they're my three. <laughs> Great, thank you. Um, if people wanted to get in touch with you, Ian, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Easiest thing to do is go on our website, which is mm -hmm. go-positive.co.uk. And what you'll do is you'll find an awful lot of information there about climate change and, and how business um, uh, affects that, but also an awful lot of information about what you can do about your own carbon footprint. So, you know, our, our mission as much as anything is about educational. So there's an awful lot of information there. Do make use of it. If you want to then get in touch to us, you know, to find out a little bit more about what we could do to help, then, um, you know, there's the means to do so on the website. Thank you. Great. And um, we're coming towards the end of our time, but did you have any final thoughts that you just wanted to raise that you hadn't already said? Um, I think the final thought is um, all of us now, I think, or nearly all of us realise that climate change is a genuine risk and we see that every day. Um, but I don't want you to think that it's something that you can't do something about. There's a bit of a tendency to think it's so big what difference is anything I make going to make? Yeah. And I think my message would be actually every little bit counts. Um, and you really can make a difference. And it's just about making that commitment to make that small difference every day, uh, small difference every week, and keep uh, adding up those small differences. So that'd be my message is whether in a personal capacity or a business capacity, believe that you can make a difference and you really can. And then please consider just today or tomorrow making that commitment to say well you know each day I'm just going to try and do one little thing that's a little bit better. Brilliant thank you um thanks so much Ian for your time today and um I'm sure people will reach out if they would like to keep going with the conversation thank you. Thank you thanks so much for inviting me it's been fun. Mm -hmm.